Happy Nurses Week to all the nurses and future nurses listening. To celebrate, I'm having a 20% off sale on Study Sesh. This is my private podcast that features over 140 episodes to help you study on the go. Formats include pod quizzes, power hour deep dives, drills, and case studies. If you're tired of sitting at your desk or staring at a screen, but still want to review for nursing school, it's time to check out Study Sesh. Go to straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in that top menu bar. That's straightanursingstudent.com and click on Courses in the menu bar. See you there. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I'm Nurse Mo, and as always, super excited that you're here hanging out with me today. I've got a special treat for you today. We're going to be talking about being a nurse practitioner and what nurse practitioner school is like. Let's take a quick minute, though, to Give a listener shout out, and I hope I say this right. This came through on Apple Podcasts, I believe, and it's from Han Pellucci, who says, This podcast has been incredible. I wish I had found it sooner than my last semester of my BSN program. As I'm studying for the NCLEX, this podcast has had wonderful pieces of information, and Nurse Mo just makes the process so much more enjoyable. So this review was left, I think, a while ago, and by now, you've already graduated, you've passed your NCLEX. I just wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to submit that review of the podcast. So if you are a fan of the podcast, anybody listening is a fan of the podcast, please take a minute to make sure that you are following or subscribed to the show. That is the number one most important thing. That way you don't miss a single episode. You don't have to go hunting for the new episodes. They show up automatically for you on your mobile device every Thursday. And those bonus episodes that I like to throw in there once in a while, they show up as well. And then if you really love the podcast, Going in, rating, and reviewing means the world to me. So thank you again to Han and to everyone else who's a fan of the show. So today we're talking about nurse practitioners, which are advanced practice nurses that really fulfill a very wide variety of roles in the healthcare setting. So having an NP license essentially enables a nurse to write orders, prescribe medications, diagnose health conditions, and in some states, you can even practice independently without any physician oversight. So I had the great pleasure of interviewing Latrina Walden. She is the founder and the CEO of Latrina Walden Exam Solutions, where she provides board exam resources for aspiring nurse practitioners. And she just has a lot of great information about the pathway to becoming an NP and what NP school is like. So if you've ever thought about going for that advanced degree and becoming a nurse practitioner, Keep those earbuds in and let's dive into the interview. 
Okay, I'm so happy to have Latrina Walden here today. She's a nurse practitioner here to graciously answer all the questions that you guys ask about what it's like to become a nurse practitioner, what the job is like, how do you get there, all the good stuff. So Latrina, I want to start by getting just kind of an overview from you. I'd love to hear kind of the traditional trajectory that your nursing pathway took, what that looked like, how you started and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So, hey guys, I'm Latrina Walden of Latrina Walden Exam Solutions. I am a practicing nurse practitioner and my trajectory for nursing is such a, is such a journey, but uh, kind of the shortish version is I did not go to school to become a nurse initially. I went for my master's in health administration. I always wanted knew I wanted to work in healthcare, so that's what I did. Um, ended up becoming a nursing home administrator first. And so I was that for many, many years, about eight, uh, eight years or so, and then moved to Georgia, uh, where my mother was. And decided to keep working as an administrator. So I did. And uh-huh. I worked for DaVita, had a very supportive bo- boss because I was in an environment where every administrator was a nurse nice. and said, Hey, what do you think about me going to nursing school? And she looked me dead in my face and said, I think that's a great idea. And so I was always very uh, nursing curious. I had initially wanted to go to medical school and just didn't want to pay all that money, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but this VP said, yes, and I went, I mean, I, I literally was in school the next semester at one of the two-year state colleges down the road from my clinic. Wow. Perfect timing. Yeah, yeah perfect. And I had such supportive um, colleagues who were nurses. They would watch my buildings and all of the things. Like I remember being having survey and being in class and a colleague was like at my building was like, don't worry, I got it. When you get here, you get here. Um, so it was pretty amazing, but yeah. went to a local two-year school, got my ADN, took the NCLEX, passed, continued working as an administrator. Um, and then finally, after about a year and a half said, I think it's time that I work as a nurse on the floor. Okay. And that is what I did. I left and I went to Grady Hospital. If you know anything about the Southeast, um, it is the largest hospital in the Southeast. It is a teaching hospital and it is where everything goes. So if you want to learn you and want to learn fast, that is where you go. So I am an ER nurse by trade and nice. learned like everything. I probably saw everything you guys ever wanted to see in that ER. It was an amazing experience. I bet. It was. It was so fantastic. I can't say enough good things about it. Um, but anywho, you know, while in school, got my bachelor's. Um, so it did that. And then since it is a teaching hospital, that means I have residents. And so my residents were great, but I also started anticipating what they would order and why they were ordering it. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of the natural progression. And I, and I like autonomy, right? I came from being an administrator. Yes, absolutely. You know, so I like being in charge. I mm-hmm. like running things. I That is my comfort level. So what can I do and utilize my skills and progress to the next level? Well, naturally, I can become the provider. I can become a nurse practitioner. Love and it. so that's what I did. I entered into school. 
And, and I went to a local state school um, here in Georgia. It, it's, it's down South at Albany State University, but decided to go to school and did that and worked. And I did stop working partly in school. And, mm-hmm. you know, in between all of that, I was also a professor at a four-year university. I know, I know. I wow. do all the things. That's a lot. It is a lot. And um, that's how I kind of became the nurse practitioner, but also started my company as well. That is... <laughs> You're a busy lady. I can yes. tell right now. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I love it. I love that you 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 had that support from the very beginning. You had mentors, yeah. you had people that that were role models and you went through it and then you just you never stopped learning and you knew yourself really well because you obviously yeah. said, "Hey, I like autonomy. I like being in charge. I right. like anticipating right. what the patient needs and writing the orders." So, hey, this is the perfect career choice for me. So, what area of of nurse practice I almost said nurse practitionering. And as it was coming out of my mouth, I realized that that's not a word, Mo. Um, are you a specialist? Do you work in the ER? Like, where do you work as a nurse practitioner? Yeah, no, I initially wanted to work in, in ER, but I am family. So I am a family nurse uh-huh. practitioner, which is okay. pretty common. Very nice. There yeah. are different tracks. You know, there are d- definitely different tracks, but that's the pretty common one. Okay. Um, and I just, I just work in a, right now I work in a volunteer kind of capacity. So okay. I work at a free clinic. Nice. Um, where I'm able to volunteer my time because obviously with running my company, I don't have to work that full-time role. Yes. Um, that needs to, but it's also very fulfilling for me because I get to work uh, in that type of environment, right? Helping yes. lower income patients. Love it. Um, and I'm their, their last stop. So yep. my patients don't have any money, <laughs> you know? Yep. So it's like, Telling them to go get an x-ray is a thing, you know, right. they don't have that's, 10 bucks. Yeah, that's a big so, deal. Yeah, yeah, it's, sure. it's a huge deal. So I, I relish in it and I love it. So. Okay, I love that there's so many different things that somebody can do with a nurse practitioner degree. And we'll, we'll get into that because I know a lot of times students, you know, they've heard of a nurse practitioner, but they maybe don't realize the very many things that you can right. do. But I want to start like even before that and say, let's say that I've got a student and this is a very common situation. I have a lot of students who are like in that first year of nursing school or just even thinking about it. Yeah. It, what can they do at this very early stage to prepare? Like what kind of mindset, what kind of, you know, I feel like if you know you're going to go for an advanced degree, you got to yeah. be pretty high achieving from the get go. Like, but that's my perception. I would love to hear your, you, your actual knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you that I am very pro nurse practitioner you know, clearly that's what my company mm-hmm. is built on. Um, very pro clinician. However, I do understand that it is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it is not the natural progression for everyone. You do not have to uh, become a nurse practitioner in order to go to the next level of nursing. Uh-huh. And oh, I sure. want to be very clear about that because people feel like they want to be an NP and then they get an NP school and they hate it or, you know, they're just not having a good experience or they become the NP and they don't like it. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. You can do other things. But if you are choosing that journey and that is what you think that you really want to do, please understand that you will have someone's life 
in there in your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, It is you that will be making the decisions. It is you that will need to confirm or deny any diagnosis that is going on. See, I don't need that kind of pressure. To me, (laughs) that is terrifying. (laughs) I'm so thankful that there's other people that want to do that. Like, I'll make my nursing decisions fine, but... Being that that final word, that's a lot of responsibility. It is. It is a lot of responsibility. And I think that we don't need to take that lightly, right? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where you get questionable practitioners as they think they know. And, you know, I get a lot of students sometimes going, I'm starting my first job and I am very nervous about it. Like I am scared. And I'm like, you should be. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) You, You should be nervous. But at the end of the day, you know, you do trust your training. You have gone through clinicals, you have gone through school and you have your nursing background behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of us are coming from some type of hospital setting. Most of us. Yes. So you can rely on that, but then couple it with your, your nurse practitioner skills that allow you now to diagnose and get labs Mm -hmm. and things like that. And you will be fine. It's like running a marathon. Trust your training. You did the work. I like that. Yeah. Trust your training. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And then find mentors. <laughs> you know, I'm, yes. I'm a big proponent of that. Find mentors, find a community um, where you can be around like-minded folks so that you can ask those questions because we we all have those times when we're like, listen, I don't know what's going on with this patient. Right. Um, have you yes. ever experienced this? Do you know what lab I should run? You know, in addition to looking things up, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah, find your community and find your people. Okay. I love that. And I don't think it's too early for someone oh, to start no. that. I yeah. don't. I, I, I actually have a community. So haha, fun fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. I have a, um, it, it's called MP Collective and I, it is. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> yeah. It's only for those who have a license. And so you don't have to have an NP license. You can be in school um, attempting to do that. But again, it's just an area where we can commune together and not be on Facebook and be scared to be screenshotted into the atmosphere. Uh, Good night. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just love everything about that. So let's say you were talking to a a nursing student and you were trying to convey, these are the traits that would make, that make for successful NP students and successful NPs. Now you already said autonomy Mm -hmm. and and I think you touched on loving to learn. Anything else that you would say, if you've got these traits, you're probably going to be, you know, you're going down the right path. I would say be inquisitive. Uh-huh. Um, I just told I just told some folks the other day, because when we're getting when we're trying to find that diagnosis, you cannot be afraid to talk to your patients. Yeah. And sometimes that may be with uncomfortable things. I always say, uh, guys, if you aren't talking to your patients about sex either, like mm-hmm. you need to, <laughs> you yeah. know, like that is not off the table. And remember, a sexual patient is a happy patient. Um, So you need to be asking all the questions. So being inquisitive is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to, even though we work alone, for the most part, we still work on a team. This is still a team effort. Okay. Um, So you have to be able to be approachable and collaborative and those kind of things Mm -hmm. and be really good at putting together puzzles. Love it. Yeah, because if you're specializing, you're definitely putting together puzzles. I would say so. Okay, so we've got inquisitive, (laughs) we've got collaborative, 
and we've got puzzle <laughs> puzzle master skill right, right. Okay. Like, that? <laughs> okay I love it I think that's great I think you know a lot of students that I meet fit that criteria a lot of nurses yeah. I work with meet all of those things and they would make great nurse practitioners I wish more yeah. people looked into it I know a lot of times you know especially once and you you were absolutely there once you're working mm-hmm. and you think about going back to school the mm-hmm. thought of taking Listen. that on can feel <laughs> overwhelming, you know, Listen, but it's, it, I understand it. Sometimes I, I tell people all the time, like going, the thought of going back to school gives me a visceral reaction. Oh like yeah, me I, too. Like I did, yeah. I did a graduate program in nursing education, which is in my opinion, probably nowhere near as difficult as a nurse practitioner program. And I, I still, I also am like, Mm-mm, I'm done right. with school. I'm right. done. I'm right. good. But I'm yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So let's say, okay, here's another thing that comes up all the time. Like there's okay. a, a debate, right? People get heated about this one. Okay. Um, direct entry nurse practitioner uh, versus you got to have some experience. Yeah. First. yeah. What this do you is, say? You are so right, Mark. You are getting into it, aren't you? You're trying to get me in trouble. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just no. really curious because I could see, you know, I mean, I know people that have done both. Yes. Um, so do I. Yeah. I, so do I. I, I really think, um, so all old school nurses are going to tell you, you need experience, mm-hmm. right? You need to get out there. You need to practice a little bit. I'm going to be honest. My personal preference is that you do get experience, mm-hmm. that you work on the floor. And why is that? Not, not to say that nothing's wrong with, you know, going to direct entry, mm-hmm. um, but those assessment skills. Absolutely. That is the key right It's your there. number one job. It's your that, number one man, job. That is it. And as an NP, that oh. is so key to you figuring out this diagnosis. That puzzle. Oh, man. It is that so puzzle. key to you figuring out what is going on with your patient. Because, you know, patients don't talk in concrete words like Mm-mm. we like we want them to. <laughs> it's like, how long have you been using your inhaler? I don't know. I use it a couple times, I guess. I'm yeah, like, what's right. a couple times? Is that two? <laughs> you know, what, give me a number, two or three, yeah. you know? So yeah, it, you know, it's the assessment skills. However, I do know that the direct entry programs are becoming more and more popular. Mm-hmm. And it is something that people are doing. Yes. I just highly encourage that if that is what you do, and I understand why people do it. So why that's why I'm not completely against it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um But if you do, make sure that you do work on the floor for a bit or you get some kind of experience on the floor because it's the assessment skills. That's where your strength is. I don't care if you're a nurse or you're a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. Your assessment skills are where you're going to walk into that room and be like, I don't know what it is, but something's wrong with this patient. Yep. That'll make or break you. Yep. That, That one skill right there. Yep. So it, it's being able to do that is is where we're finding we want we want the experience, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. I would love to hear, and I'm sure the the students listening, especially those that are like in nursing school right now, maybe don't know what nurse practitioner school is like. Can you yeah. give, I mean, I realize different programs are probably structured differently, but can you give kind of an overview of, of what a program is like? Yeah, I... <laughs> It sounds funny, but I want you to imagine taking your entire nursing school and putting it online and uh, basically uh, learning how to, adding in learning how to diagnose what labs to do 
and the um, pharmacology. Yeah, we just, and, the, that and the pharmacology that goes along with it. I mean, <laughs> it's complete. You know, most MP schools. Let's be honest. Most MP schools are online. Whether or are not they? we go to okay, that's good to know. Order. Yeah, you have some schools that are out there that do intensives, meaning mm-hmm. they meet, you know, on the weekend or maybe meet once a month or something like that. But by and large, most MP schools are online, which means. You may not ever see your uh, classmates except for at graduation. Oh, my goodness. Um, a lot of uh, schools, they are not, uh, you do not get a lecture <laughs> every week or anything like that. Uh, oh, man. I'm already yeah, feeling so, nervous and I'm not even yeah. considering it. Like you have right. to have that. You have, you to, have be to have driven. that tenacity yeah. and that to, to, to really do it. A lot of these programs are what we, you know, what a lot of MPs consider quote unquote self-taught. Wow. Okay. Um, But, but there is, there are some very, very great programs out there at brick and mortars that do make it a point to um, have lectures, if Mm -hmm. not every week, every two weeks um, that do try to make sure they give you as many touch points as they can, that they are Uh very, you know, like almost over communicative about the information that you are getting and the learning that you are receiving. Okay. So so it can, you really have to do your research when you're choosing a program. Okay. And I imagine, I mean, for some people, a fully online program, if they are juggling work and a family, that could be great for them if you've right. got that discipline right. to do right. it. That's where I would be like, ah, I don't know if <laughs> right. I feel like doing it today. So I know no, that about working. myself. I would probably right. do better showing up and being in person, but some people do better in the other programs. So that's nice to know that there's yeah. there's options. And then I know there's clinical, probably, I hope yes. a lot. How does yes. that work? I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Nurse practitioner students arrange their own clinicals? Okay, so this is a big hotbed of controversy these days because, again, by and large, probably about 80%, 90% of the programs out there, you do have to arrange your own clinicals. You are required. Your school will likely do a minimum of 500 hours, could be up to 600 hours. Wow, that's, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's spread out over the semesters, right? So. Mm-hmm. But the, the kicker is most, a lot of these programs are making you find your own preceptor. So what does that mean? That means I have to call mm-hmm. before every semester or line them up a year in advance. Wow. All these um, doctor's clinics, you know, finding other NPs, hospitals, and approaching these providers and saying, hi, I'm, a, I'm Latrina. I'm a student in NP school. Do you have room for me as a um, preceptee? Wow. Do you mind being my pre? And that's where the struggle comes in because yeah. if you don't find one, what? you can yeah. end up sitting out a semester. Like I, I, it concerns me for mm-hmm. the student who's in an area where there isn't a lot of access to healthcare. Yeah. So they there might be travel. Yeah, there might be like one clinic in their yep. town, and 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 yeah, that would be. Yeah. That would be tough. Probably easier in a big city, a big metropolitan yeah. area. But then mm-hmm. you've got a lot of competition because there's probably a ton of Correct. other nurse practitioners too. Correct. So you got to network and you got to advocate for your own education. And yes. and I guess and that makes you a good comes in, Because yeah. you got to, you know, and like you said, if you're a good nurse and you've been at your facility for eight nine years, I hope you're a good nurse who knows the physicians as well. 
Yeah. Or the, a good nurse who knows the MPs that are coming mm-hmm. on your floor or in your clinic as well, because those are the people you need to be asking. Yes. And they they will book up up to a year in advance. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I have now, a friend who had to change paths completely because she yeah. could not get a clinical placement is, during COVID. It is very common. It is very common to get frustrated. Now there are absolutely schools out there who will find the uh pre the clinician the preceptors for you wow but that means you have to live in the area right so emory is one of those schools so emory university if you want to go to emory university mp school super competitive very very expensive but and honestly a great program they will Mm -hmm. find they have a whole hospital and all these multiple clinics they'll find your preceptor for you they will place you However, if you don't live here, let's say you live in California yeah, and you're going to Emory, what are you going to do? You got to find your own, your own stuff. So, I mean, you have to think about things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and some people have to pay. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it gets real, it gets real dicey. Okay. Uh, So there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Cause I, that is an eye opener for me. So my next question was going to be, what do you look for when choosing an NP program? So I imagine, okay, that's one, right? Yeah. Will they help you find your clinical placements or are you on your own? Is there a fee involved? Mm -hmm. What? And then I'm sure there's other things too. What else would you look for online versus brick and mortar? What other things? Yeah, I would, I would look at that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a big proponent in not having to pay an arm and a leg for education if you can help it. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. So I would absolutely <laughs> include price. Price. There. Okay, good. Um, I would include uh, kind of that didactic learning, which is basically, are you getting the lecture or not, you know, mm-hmm. per week? Those are questions that you can ask administration. I mean, admissions yes. um, in the nursing school. But that that's important because do you want to be doing it on your own or do you need some guidance? I, I need guidance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So those are really the kind of the top points. Can you help me place uh, find my clinicals? Uh-huh. Price. Uh, what what is the lecturing situation <laughs> look yes. like? Okay. You know, yeah. Okay, very very good. And then, okay, we talked about that. I'm just looking through my yeah. questions. You you no, like preemptively fine. answered a bunch of them, which is fantastic. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about just the like many different kinds of environments where an NP could work. Oh, My experience wow. is just what I've seen, right? Like I've got NPs at the hospital and then I've got yeah. like my, at the doc, my doctor's office. But I know even within that, there's specialties, you can specialize Absolutely. and you can start your own business and like all kinds of yeah. things. So what would be some career opportunities with a, with a nurse practitioner background? Um, quite frankly, it is all of those things you mentioned mm-hmm. and probably things we can't even think of right now. Um, yeah. But kind of the top ones, obviously hospitals. Um, okay. That is a big one. Um, and how that works is basically they're working with the physicians in their office and they're rounding mm-hmm. on the patients in the in the hospital. Um, medical clinics, nursing homes. Nursing homes is getting kind of big, actually. Is it? Um, okay. Yeah. So instead of the doctors rounding in the nursing homes, we're finding that the nurse practitioners are, are, are rounding in the nursing home. The doctors okay. are hiring the nurse practitioners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's a big one. Um, you can work in farms. So like sales, if that's your oh, thing. Yeah. Yep. That's a big thing. Um, I'm seeing a lot of school nurses being NPs as well. Oh, really? Well, you know yeah. what? It kind of makes sense because being a school nurse, you're out there and you're... Yeah. You talk about being on your own. 
And anything <laughs> could happen, right? Anything yeah. could happen. There's kids going to school with all kinds of, you yeah. know, comorbid it's, it's, issues, it's, cardiac right, issues, allergies, running diabetes, around. seizure disorder, like anything. Yes. Traumas could happen. So yes. I, I think that's probably, that's probably good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's a big one. But also if the school nurse is not the NP, the person over the school nurses is usually an NP. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's a popular one. Um, uh, you could do, you know, obviously instructors uh-huh. <laughs> in the teaching. Um, that is also a big one. A lot of MPs teach as well. Yes. I but, got a lot of my nursing school undergrad education <laughs> from some great nurse practitioners. It was fantastic. Yeah. I just loved they could really bring that clinical yeah. side and yeah. they have the best like patient scenario stories because that's the sort of thing that brings it to life right right yeah right so that's, that's how great. the students remember right mm-hmm. you tell a story and yep. they're like that's not true and it's like oh no oh, it is oh yeah that oh yeah and there's more <laughs> where that came from right <laughs> right so that's very common and then the one that you said um what, what which is a big one that people are doing which is opening their own practice um that's a big one as yeah. of late. Mm-hmm. As of late, you know, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, and it can be all kinds of practice. Oh, it could be yeah. a women's health clinic. It could be yeah. a family practice. It could be the place. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to out myself here. The place where I get my Botox. Okay. Yeah. It's run by a yeah. nurse practitioner. She yes. saw that in me. A, that's actually really common because, of, yeah. you know, the, the aesthetics. Yeah. And in many states, it allows, like, if you're an NP, like, you are the person. Like, you do you, all the things. Yeah. You do all the things. Right. Yep. So, it's super common. Um, but even if you don't want to own your own clinic, just opening up any kind of entrepreneurial space mm-hmm. is a really big deal for NPs right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, really, the, the, it is wide open. Research is a big one as well because they're mm-hmm. always, always. I like research. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you don't, if if working with the patients is typically not your thing, but you still want that clinical education, mm-hmm. then we always need, we always have clinical trials and things going on. Yeah, so. going into research. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. Very cool. I I like, you just opened my mind to the whole <laughs> I mean, I'm not going back to school, right. but it excites right. me to think about all the opportunities that my, you know, my listeners are hearing about. And I think you probably just inspired quite a few people. I do want to hear more about your company and how you help nurse practitioners. Absolutely. So I am, you know, my company's name is Latrina Walden Exam Solutions. And so when you are in school and you are at one of those schools where um, you're maybe not getting the lectures that you need or the, the information is being told to you, but it's still some big complex situation and you're not quite mm-hmm. understanding. That's kind of where I step in. Okay. And um, because the way that I teach and I explain is I'm able to take these big concepts and bring them down and we use layman terms and the light bulbs go off. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and so also they are, um, it, you know, it's like a, I call it like a digital study guide. Mm-hmm. So th- my main thing is to help you while you are in school. Um, it just basically goes along with your schooling. I, you know, you can listen to me, you can watch the PowerPoints and all that kind of stuff. And then when you're ready to uh, test for boards, um, because we have to take boards just the same. Yeah. It is very different 
from the the exams that you get in school. And so when you are ready to uh, pass your boards, that's where you reach out to me as a program and say, hey, what do you got? <laughs> you know, because we have, we have several programs that can help you pass boards. So that's what I do. I, I you know, I just try to help transition folks from school um, into an MP and then from MP into an expert MP. Fantastic. And where can people find you on the world of the internet? (laughs) On the world of the internet, (laughs) you can can go to uh, latrinawaldenexamsolutions.com, the whole thing. And I just do want to point out that my email um, on our company and how I've built things, they are very supportive. So if you do have questions, please reach out. Um, You can find me on... uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, it's all the same. Latrina underscore Walden underscore NP. On LinkedIn, it's just Latrina Walden, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on Instagram, it's with the underscore. Okay, got it. um, But yeah, if you have questions, um, I constantly am talking about the education that we need to know as clinicians, as nurses, just in general. Mm -hmm. So come hang out with us um, and and learn all the things. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Okay, and I'll put a link to your site in the episode notes. So if you're if anyone's driving right now, don't feel like you have to like you know, get <laughs> yeah. get injured writing it down. So I'll include the link to that. And I just want to thank Latrina for taking the time out of her busy schedule to share so much about the whole world of being a nurse practitioner and all Absolutely. the cool things that you're doing to help people reach that goal. Thank you so Absolutely. much. You're very very welcome. Wow, I learned so much in that interview with Latrina, and it really did open my eyes to the nurse practitioner journey and some of the really cool things that nurse practitioners are doing. So next week on the podcast, I've got a really fun episode for you, and this really came out of my own experience being a nurse in the ICU and now in the recovery room. You know how sometimes there's stuff and you think, I should probably know what that means. I'm sure I knew it at one point, probably in nursing school, but now I've forgotten. And I don't know if I should ask somebody because then I'm going to look really dumb. Okay, first of all, you're never dumb for asking a question. Please always ask questions. But I get it. Sometimes you're like, I might just go look this one up on my own so that I don't feel foolish. So what we're going to be talking about are just some of those things that you probably are too embarrassed to ask. So that'll be a fun one. I can't wait to share that with you. So make sure you're following the show, subscribe to the show so that it shows up for you like magic next Thursday. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.